Hello. You are now tuned in to the First Issue Club podcast. As always, we're going to cover first issues for anybody that loves comic books, for anybody that wants to get into new comic books. And whoo, 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 do we have a week for you? Whoo, whoo. <laughs> this week on Fick, that's short for First Issue Club, <laughs> we're covering Jeepers Creepers number one. Aliens Dust to Dust, number one, and Thanos Annual, number one! Number one. Does that mean we can call our fans fickers? <laughs> no? Get the fick That got a very here. minimal reaction, so I'm going here. with No, I, I, I was laughing in my head. So, oh, so loud that I, so, yes. so loud that I couldn't, that I couldn't talk. Shut up, dicks. I couldn't hear my own words over my laughing in my head. Your little fick dick. <laughs> <laughs> you fake fic. As usual, we uh, start off with a question. The question goes like this. Who is in the club? So you say your name. And then, because Kanye has been acting a damn fool on the internet by just doing crazy stuff. If you don't know that, just go on Twitter and just on his Twitter and just look. Because it's an absolute insanity. If you were famous and idolized, how would you let your fans down? Never meet your idols. My name's Mike D, and I think I would over-merchandise myself. I would make all the dumb shit and price it very high and sell it to my jerk-off fans just to make myself rich, baby. That is what Logan Paul does, right? <laughs> That's what I think any famous person does. I think Kanye does it. Oh, I don't own any Yeezy stuff. I assumed you had his shoes. Nah, too Those expensive. are too expensive. The price went down on him. Yep. People. Market market value is kind of dropping on it. It's like Bitcoin. If you want Kanye <laughs> stuff, buy it now because it's low. Yeah, that's a true. Uh, my name is Greg Lichtai, and to be honest, I think the only reason I would get famous is because of my love of pizza. And the only way I could spit in the face of my fans would be to say that I love salad or to be <laughs> found out that I love salad more than pizza. Uh, I think that would cause a pretty big stir in my fandom. To find out that I'm Mr. Green Jeans. <laughs> <laughs> it's all a ruse. Yeah. I've been lying this he whole time. He loves health. <laughs> I'm actually a health goth. <laughs> the secret basement. Oh, man. I wish you were a health goth. I drink wheatgrass shots every day. <laughs> this is Budget King. Only way I'm going to be famous is some viral video for doing something stupid like yodeling in a Walmart or something like that. And then I'm going to do an AMA on Reddit and they're going to find out that I said a bunch of shitty stuff and got into like troll wars with people and uh, I just comment on Magic the Gathering blogs all the time and <laughs> um, League of Legends shit and I'm very un- uninteresting and uh, vain and oh, this one's really real and sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be true I think that's all of our fears though <laughs> being found out that we're actually just kind of very uninteresting yeah my name is Caitlin Morosic I think I would go the opposite of Mike D's and I would have no merch at all. I would like maybe even go so far as to pull a Sia and not let anyone know what I look like so that they could not consume details about my life <laughs> or know anything about me. And that would let your fans down? That people would love you. People love Sia for that bullshit. Uh but oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's... No, so you'd say you let's get this going. podcast started and when you say <laughs> get, I would say let. Okay, let's get let's this get pod. this let's pod get this podcast started. 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 
Now we're covering Aliens Dust to Dust on Dark Horse. Words and art by Gabriel Hardman. If you're not familiar with the movie Aliens, you're going to be kind of lost. Um, pause this podcast. Go watch, I think there's four Aliens movies <laughs> with a tie-in to like an Alien vs. Predator movie. Never seen a one. And uh, really, you have not Never. seen an alien movie? Nope. Oh God, we need to podcast. We need to pause this and watch it right now. <laughs> Those movies are so good. The first one and Prometheus. You guys want to do a short alien podcast where we just watch all of Aliens I've, and then talk about each movie? Would totally. Sure. Fu- are you, if you're being serious, I would yeah, totally sure. would fucking I have do them that. all. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> Sweet. We'll bring a all TV right, in here. <laughs> put our pajamas on. All right. So Aliens uh, opens up on a space colony called Trono. We get that this is a space colony, and then all of a sudden is under attack by an unknown assailant. It opens in a room with a mom and a son. The son is awoken by the sounds of explosions. Uh, he goes to find his mother, and attached to his mother's face is a face hugger, which is from the Alien franchise, which is the thing that plants little tiny aliens inside of your chests. We'll get to that later. By ejaculating in your mouth. I think, yes, they have sex with your face. Mm-hmm. Is that right? I imagine. Yeah. 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 Face sex. Who hasn't been there? <laughs> yep. True. All right. Let's get back to this book. <laughs> so basically what this book is, is mother and son are trying to get out of the space colony that is under attack by the alien xenomorphs. Here's where I was kind of confused in this book. I did not know that the alien xenomorphs were exactly like the T-Rexes from Jurassic Park. <laughs> I cannot be more happier that you mentioned that. I had no clue to begin with, so I was just like, oh, hmm. I honestly, Greg, I was like, I'm not going to mention it because that's going to be too in the weeds, but that pissed me off so bad. Well, these are supposed to be highly intelligent, very motivated killers. And what he's referencing is there's a scene where and they there's can one see. that's, yeah, sorry. There's one that's like staring down the main character. But it's not only that, like, even if they can't see right in front of them, they were like, shh, don't say anything. Yeah, Which is they also <laughs> deaf. <laughs> Don't move. <laughs> so they, they have all the worst properties of predators yeah. <laughs> combined. Just around. Blind and stupid. So aliens are like T-Rexes, apparently. They're, it's a harrowing journey from their bunk to the getaway ship. There is explosions. There's car wrecks. There's many blindless xenomorphs. And then at the very end, they finally get on the ship. And the mom says, I don't really feel that well. And from her chest emerges an alien. <laughs> a chest buster. It's a chest buster. Chest buster. Give me a call, 20th Century Fox. So Alien Franchise Buffs did this. Do it for you. Get you fully torqued. To me, it felt like an alien movie. I thought. I like that it jumped right into action. Yeah, for yeah. sure. The I color and tone of it seemed like very alien movie reminiscent. And I don't remember seeing that many xenomorphs in one place at one time. Like, towards the end, there's like yeah. maybe... Yeah, you're right. They kind of zombified them. 20 mm-hmm. of them. I'm willing to buy more because it's a miniseries. But at the same time, I kind of feel like, how much can you do with an alien story? They're kind of all the same. Like, someone gets face-hugged, right? an alien bursts out of their chest, and you're like, no, I like that guy. Unless they start <laughs> talking or being able to pilot ships. <laughs> or maybe they were giant seven-feet-tall sentient beings that created them. That'd be an interesting movie. Yeah, I don't think so. It, my, one of my favorite parts about 
this comic was when she said, you know, I knew we were coming here as a risk. She was taking her kid here. Just She's like a single mom. I relate to that. Uh, <laughs> and um, for like two years of my life. Um, and then uh, they were like, she needed to make money. So she took her to took him to this planet. But she knew this might happen. I thought that was a really cool premise. Right. She knew something would go wrong. I don't know if she knew. <laughs> the payout was good. It's like underwater right. welding. Yeah. Risk oh, to reward. Good, good reference. It does make sense as to why she's not really bothering or pausing to talk to the, her kid about what's happening as he like wakes up and is just thrust into all this happening all yeah. at once. Ah. She's just like, yep, step over the bodies. We got to go. We got to go. <laughs> like, she knows. Yeah. And, yeah. She, and she looks out and sees that people are taking off. Like, yeah. She kind of understands this is already the drill. We got to go. I didn't totally catch on that she already understood the threat of the aliens. Mm-hmm. What do you think dust to dust means? I think it's a reference to that uh, saying, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Well, I, the biblical one? I think so. Isn't that, is it so biblical? So, like, everything returns from whence it came mm-hmm. to nothingness. So, so what if it's, like, an I, actual story about the aliens themselves? <laughs> and they have to figure out how to navigate a new world. Oh, that's true. And, it, like, and then it takes and the it's just their society. The oh, whoa. That actually so they works. make it off the planet, and then it's just, like, a bunch of aliens for, like, three more issues. Explore aliens. Yeah. You root for the aliens in this one? This is the theme for this podcast. It's all villain-centric. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yes. The aliens were definitely the coolest part of this. But. Next up, we have Jeepers Creepers. Words and art. It's out on Dynamite. And words and art are by Andreco and Ball. Jeepers Creepers is an interesting take on grad school where Devin, the main character, is equal and nonsensical parts awkward and rebellious in search of the Dragon King lore in the heart of the Aztec Empire. Little does he know, this Dragon King is real. So that's kind of all you need to know about this book. Um, I thought the Aztec art was really cool. Like the whole scene where they do the history, but it was uh, not much scary, too much stuff. I want Devin to die. Same. (laughs) Yeah, he's so underdeveloped and a bad version of like you want to care for him nerd. Yeah, but I mean. He probably says the word friend zone a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it makes no sense. They try to set him up as this bumbling, like, I'm hot. an intelligent guy. But then all of a sudden, he's, like, jumping lines and, like, going to these, like, out-of-bounds exhibits in, like, an old ruin. Right. And scaring the shit out of, like, a seven-year-old. Right. Would that scare you if you were a kid? No. If no. I was a seven-year-old, I wouldn't be there. Yeah. In a random ass. Also, so, yeah, how did he just d- decide to follow him? He's clearly going against the group. Oh, come on. Do <laughs> you remember when you were six and you followed strangers into old Aztec uh, pyramids? Sure, 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 sure. It was Tio Leche. <laughs> <laughs> so if anybody that listens to this podcast is a fan of Jeepers Creepers or knows anything about this movie, please tell us something. Yes. None of us have seen a Jeepers Creepers movie. And we thought it would be funny and silly and zany to read this comic not knowing about this horror movie, and instead we just, it's just generic bad guy and Aztec shit. My favorite, well, I'll say that the there's a Jeepers Creepers monster that looks so hilariously, like, not scary. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's almost not in this book at all. Uh, and the one scene that we do get him, he's like 
driving a semi truck. Yeah. yeah. Why does he need a hot rod? <laughs> and he looks like he looks like he's uh, you know, some ancient mystical being or something. Mm-hmm. He and looks like Rob Zombie. He kind of looks like a <laughs> yeah, like a zombie B movie character. Obviously, B movie character, but the like the fact that he has the knowledge to drive a semi after he's like Dragon Lord of the World. Well, yeah. I guess Isn't, is he the one who crash landed in the beginning of the I book? Yes, like he's an ancient being, I guess, right? Is what yeah. we're trying to. So he just oh. like crash lands, finds a semi, goes, "Yep, know how to do this." Well, it seems in. like he knows that barn. Like, is that like an old stomping ground of his? Just like I think I left a semi truck in here. I'm Jeeper Creeper. <laughs> I know. <laughs> is, is he Jeepers Creepers? I, I am I Jeeper think, Creeper. Yeah. Uh. So he also loves bad puns because he comes across like a a guy who's broken down, and the guy goes, "Hey, I could use a hand." Oh and God. Jeeper Creeper says, "Show good eye." And he's missing a hand. I guess does he have a hook in one? I kind of remember that. What like a, a is movie. he missing a hand? I didn't even notice. That's that. yeah, what that's I why. He meant. That's oh, why the pun is how, even. Yeah. I thought he was gonna. Wait, eat how it. did you? How did you know the pun then? If you, didn't I thought he was gonna eat the hand. Like I could eat something. Like I oh. need something to eat. Oh no, like he's like he, I think he took his hand and put it on him so he could drive the semi truck. A hand oh, sandwich. Actually, that would be better if Jeeper Creeper was like the WB frog and just like, I sure could use a hand sandwich. The WB frog. <laughs> Waggity smackity do. Jeeper Creeper here. Jeepers, Creepers, what you got in those papers? I hope it's a hand sandwich. <laughs> Oh, God. Mike, I'm sorry. I cut you off. What were you going to say about I was probably just going to keep ripping on this book, so <laughs> not that important. I, I love Jeepers Creepers' outfit. He's wearing, like, a red turtleneck and jeans. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, Lately, we've been having, like, comic books based on movies that the fashion choices have been oh. questionable. But, so delightfully confusing. And I think confusing. they are uh, evident of the people who make them. Yeah, I think that's such a good point. There's, like, whenever I see characters in comics that are well-dressed, um, like, the person who did the art for this is pretty cool. Like, one of my favorite artists is this guy, Kevin Wada, mm. and he does, like, super fashionable versions of characters. And his character style is just phenomenal. Hmm. What does he do? He does a lot of covers, like variant covers. Oh, okay. He did, like, all the Iceman covers, oh, all the cool. She-Hulk covers. They're all kind of, like, watercolor-looking. Oh, yeah, He did yeah, a lot yeah. of okay. w- Wicked and Divine stuff. Yep. Oh, yep, awesome. Yep, yep, and yep. those yeah. are super stylized characters. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much in this uh, comic <laughs> book. <laughs> a lot of jeans, probably cargo shorts in yeah. this person's future. I have a, a final question. Did you guys not know when the book ended? Because <laughs> of the ads? It confused I, me because yeah. I was. it had a very quick cutoff, and then it was five pages of ads. I was like, oh, is the book over? Yeah. It, yeah, that's a great point. Wait, and he pricks his finger from this thing? And the, it alerts the Dragon King. Yeah, he alerts Jeeper Creeper. And he goes, Roop. Yep. Yeah, just the Tim Allen. Hardy ho, neighborette. I hope Jeeper Creeper does that. And when Is, he did it, when he pricked his finger, it made the snicked sound, which I thought was weird. Ooh, do we have a Wolverine tie-in? Oh, good call. I don't know, but it's weird to use that exact sound. Yeah, that's not an appropriate sound effect for what just happened. It's not. Is Jeeper Creeper's full of candy? That's a pinata. 
what you're thinking of. <laughs> is he full of bugs? <laughs> I, don't, uh, I don't think so. I thought Jeepers Creepers was about bugs. This is See? before I came into it. Yeah, I think there's like, a bug tie-in. Are we thinking of A Nightmare Before Christmas, though? Is So his blood is bugs? I think it's safe to say his bug is blood is bugs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you were to assume that anybody's blood is bugs, <laughs> that's hard to say, isn't it? Yeah. But, hey, okay. If his you're listening to this, if bugs. you're listening to this podcast right now, pause it and try to say his blood is bugs. <laughs> his blood is bugs. His butt is full of blood bugs. <laughs> Tell you what, if you're listening to this and you respond on Twitter. If you know if his blood is bugs or not, I'll mail you a comic right now. In fact, I'll mail you this comic. Um, one thing I also hate about the main character of this comic is he's on a um, tourist bus to the Aztec <laughs> temple, and some I know what you're gonna say <laughs> some woman spills her soda on him, and uh, he's like, Ugh, American exceptionalism at work. <laughs> He's an he's an American, yeah. right? And he's like dogging sense. on other Americans for being just like ah oh, fat, stupid Americans. And <laughs> I think there was like some other anti-American thing when he gets in the cab in Mexico City. Yeah, and he just says where he wants to go. I think. Mm-hmm. And the guy goes, "Oh, these Americans are so delicate, <laughs> just needing to yeah. give me addresses his, and have me take them places." His inner dialogue is bullshit. It doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. Maybe the movie makes better sense. For a comic book based on a movie, this was not so bad. <laughs> yeah, it was that's a good no. point. Yeah. I will. I will say this: Pumpkinhead, which I kept reading, is great. Is it really? And I recommended it to somebody who asked me for a horror book recommendation. So Dynamite is doing good with B movie horror books, just not this one. Next up, we got Thanos Annual Number One. This is by Cates, Hastings, Gillen, Cook, North, Ewing, Shaw, Flaviano, Arahu, Robson, and Irving. Yep, I said a lot of names because this is an annual. And if you don't know what an annual is, then that's okay. Series that are on the big two, DC or Marvel, and sometimes even other publishers, when they have a run, they will do what's called an annual, where they celebrate all of the fans that are... Uh, enjoying this book and they invite a lot of cool premier authors and illustrators to do a lot of cool shit with the characters that you have developed now in thanos this is a really cool annual because people are super pumped about this new character also starring in this new movie with the avengers and if you wanted to get pumped about that go back and listen to our podcast where we preview that and thanos has been written amazingly by kate's he introduced a new character called Cosmic Ghost Rider. Whose front tire is a planet, motherfucker. Well, it's just a planet, but you're a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so... <laughs> just a guy, like, on the front of his motorcycle. I fuck planets. I know. <laughs> Name Steve. <laughs> he fucks mother planets. Yeah, just mother planets. Um, so this this annual is has a theme to it, and that is that Cosmic Ghost Rider is going to introduce you to the many ways, the many attributes of Thanos. And Thanos keeps on fucking up people's lives, destroying people's worlds, being evil in the ultimate way that you can be evil, which is destroying worlds. And uh, I have a I have a high bar for annuals. 
they need to be cohesive. They need to entertain me. They can't drop me off because there's going to be tiny little bitty stories. And I would frankly never recommend covering an annual on a First Issue Club podcast. But this book is fucking awesome. What do you guys think? I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> Ooh, I, I thought Cosmic Ghost Rider was the perfect character to kind of be a crypt keeper. And give you the narration to, like, keep you going through the story. Right. Just like Budget King said, uh, annuals typically have these segmented stories that don't attach or align at all. And Ghost Rider's narrative kind of keeps you moving through in a sensical way that right. ties everything together, which I liked. How, I don't know jack shit about Cosmic Ghost Rider, but I fucking love him because I liked Ghost Rider. And now that Ghost Rider is in space with the planet, motherfucker. Uh-huh. Uh, and is like Frank Castle. It's Frank Castle from like. Oh, he actually oh. is Frank Castle. Oh, I didn't oh, know. I, didn't that. Realize, yeah. I, I thought you were just saying he is 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 as no. if. For those who don't know, Frank Castle is the Punisher. Correct. Yeah, and so something I won't spoil it completely, but something happens in it, it gets explained in the Thanos series about how he becomes his character, and he's kind of it's almost like a punishment that yeah. he is Cosmic Ghost Rider. This whole narrative, too, is like a catharsis of having to hold all the stuff in that Thanos has done, which is why I thought it was, again, so brilliant as a narrative and as him telling it, because he's like... And also, he's not telling it to you, which you find out at the very end. Oh, but, yeah. like, it's like he is really just getting all of this off of his chest and just being able to, like, pick and pull, like, the darkest things he's ever seen this guy do. I, I think we can spoil the end because it... It launch. It tells you something that's really epic. He is talking to Odin because he is in the afterlife and he's about to go to uh, what do they call? What do the Vikings call their afterlife? Valhalla. 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 Uh, and then you turn the page and you see Cosmic uh, Ghost Rider number one coming out, <laughs> which so. we will definitely be covering. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's going to be a Cosmic Ghost Rider uh, series. And uh, this annual launch that I didn't know that before that. Did you guys already know that? Okay. That there was going to be a cut? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Um, I, did, I did not. It was extra special. So what Cosmic Ghost Rider can do is they give a shot of, oh, I forget what the, it's like a, a penance stare. Yes. A penance stare. And when a Ghost Rider does that to you, a penance stare is like a reliving of all your sins yeah. from your life. And it's supposed to just destroy you. But what's different about this is Thanos requests it every morning. It's like his Folgers. It's he, like his cup of coffee. He's just so dark. God, and he that's loves it. So he, epic. he loves so it. Complex. He loves watching the clip show of his just fucking Fuck dirty yes. deeds that are done dirt cheap. <laughs> I mean, I love I thought I loved Galactus, but I I think I just love Thanos. He is, and they mention it in this annual that he's like the truest sense of a, of a nihilist. Yes. He's not even evil. I wouldn't call him evil. He, he just does things t- to do them. No rhyme or reason, really. So in this mini-story, he goes to a planet and he essentially kills their god, <laughs> which then destroys their chance at eternity and like and what they all worship. And he says, so now, when your bodies fail, you just switch off and then nothing. And he wants them to realize that you're doing all of these good things and having such a nice little society because your your end game is this thing well now this thing is gone and what said, are you being yeah. good for will and you they, continue to be and right they, and they said why did you do this and he said i just wanted to see what happened mm-hmm. curious yeah this is so good uh, honestly if you are 
a casual fan of comic books and you don't really like Marvel and DC scare you, I think you can get a little dip of Thanos in this and just totally have a romp. Yeah. Um, it is a great comic book. Um, so that's it. That's all the comic books that we have for today. But we got to go. We got stuff to do. I got to do laundry and I also got to do dishes. Mouths to feed. Mouths to feed and butts to clean. That's my life. We are uh, recorded at the KCUR studios in the beautiful Kansas City, Missouri, 816 represent. Uh, We are produced by the uh, bodacious and beautiful Matthew Hodapian. Primary color music, they make our tunes, and they make them so sweet and so beautiful. You can find us on all the social medias, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We are a proud member of the Fountain City Frequency member podcast family of our... Yeah, we pay our membership dues. Family of fire. Family of fire. Fire. <laughs> and I think that's it. Give me the bop, boop, boop. I'm out of here. <laughs> Greg Lichtai. See you later. You did it. You took it. That was, that was good. Um, to all the loved ones who loved me once, um, actually, this is to all my ex-girlfriends. If you're listening to this podcast, I've really made it. And aren't you <laughs> so sad that you aren't with me now? This is the ultimate burn. I'm Caitlin Morosik, and I will show myself out. I'm Mike DeStacy. Life is a cozy chair waiting in your basement. Good night. Is that like to mean that life has ups and downs? <laughs> Thanos would disagree with that. I don't think of a basement as being very nice, but a cozy chair is very nice. All I'm trying to say is that there's a cozy chair in your basement <laughs> and it's waiting for you and you're waiting for it. Is that a good life or a bad life? I think Why in the cozy chair in the living room? I think he's just trying to... You guys are really overthinking Tell us to just go to our basement. <laughs> Honestly, I'd live that life. Where he's stashed a cozy chair for each and every one Great of us. Great cozy chair every, down there. I have a theory. Everybody in life is too embarrassed to actually buy uh, a reclining chair for themselves, but they all are secretly jealous of the dude that owns one. Bye. Bye.